Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome back to the Kind of Funny Screencast. Of course, I'm Tim Geddes and I'm joined by the big doc, Kevin Coelho. I'm so sweaty. It's gross. <laughs> <laughs> what a way to start a Monday. I know, but it's just, it's, it's the first that I have. Look at all this. Why? Stuff. What Jesus. do you want? <laughs> I just walked like a mile and a half with Cecil. Oh, okay. Mm, yeah. Okay. That does, that I have does a decent give a little content. reason. Decent yeah. reason. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. yeah. I just as long as yeah. it wasn't a mystery. Mystery sweats. Never no, a no, good it's thing. not a, yeah, no, it's it's not like a cold sweat or anything like that. No. Okay. Yeah. Those I, I unfortunately I do have the cold sweats uh because I an angel has fallen. After three years, I finally oh. I got the vid and it does not feel good, everybody. So I'm gonna be limited on content. Gosh. The next couple of days, it sucks. It was really bad during the weekend, but it's getting getting a lot better now. Uh, but I wanted to be here. With what was? Uh, and we, uh, I applaud your bravery, Tim. Um, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but what was that one really shitty series with Gerard Butler? Something has fallen. Like we can have angels. Oh yeah, yeah. London, angels. London. Angels fallen was the last one. Oh really? Yeah. Because he was the no angel. way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he, he's the guardian angel or whatever. Oh wow. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. That's never cool. mind. There goes my million dollar movie idea. I, I heard those movies are hear. really entertaining. By the way, I've never seen any of them. Fallen in review. You know, maybe one day. Make one more. Make one more. What do you think about that, Nitro Rifle Andy Cortez? Uh, I don't feel too great about it, honestly. But I'll yeah. tell you what I do feel great about: House of the Dragon. House of really Damn about Dragon, it. a show that I will never get the name correct. I feel so bad every time I talk about this. Every single time I say Game of Thrones, Rings of Power. And you know what, guys? I'm sorry. I'm trying my best out here. The comments are getting after me, and it's a well-deserved getting after. I don't know how I keep fucking it up. It's all right in front of me, but whatever. You know what? This is the kind of funny screencast. Each and every week we get together to talk about the latest in TV, movies, and trailers. Uh, and what's really cool about that is right now we're doing a whole bunch of them. We're doing She-Hulk. We're doing Game of Thrones, House of the Dragon, Hot D, and Lord of the Rings, Rings of Power. Every single week right here on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny or RoosterTeeth.com. If you prefer podcasts, search your favorite podcast service for Kind of Funny Screencast, and we'll be right there for you. If you wanted to get the show ad-free and watch it live as it's being recorded, Patreon.com slash Kind of Funny is where you want to be, just like our Patreon producers, Fargo, Brady, and Molecule. We appreciate all of you so very, very much. Today, we're brought to you by ExpressVPN and Chime, but I'll tell you about that later. I want to get right into this, this amazing amazing momentous event that is game of thrones house of the dragon episode hot, two. D. <laughs> hot d baby andy cortez what'd you think about this episode loved it absolutely love it and it's getting to that point for me already where we're just two episodes in and i i have such faith in it because i am really interested in the overall politics of what's happening in the world and even if they deliver me even if the next episode delivers kind of a clunker of an episode, maybe not a whole lot happens. Maybe it's a bit boring. I'm still really interested in the overall, like here's what's happening with the Capitol or here's what's happening with um, um, the the red keep. The, mm-hmm. 
the Red Keep. Um, here's what's happening with this crabby guy. Like, holy shit, what's holy happening shit. with that, dude? <laughs> I, I just think they're introducing all of these really interesting elements that even if they do, you know, you know, episode three, it's kind of boring, kind of lame. I'm still stoked about what's happening in the overall world. And I, I think having those small, subtle uh, conversation moments between two characters that, you know, this it just kind of shows you and shows me exactly what I've loved about Game of Thrones all along is that I don't need crazy action. Like as long as there's good drama between multiple sides or factions, people with their own interests, people sort of uh, vying for certain angles, all of that stuff, I think is just super interesting. And I think the way that they frame it, it makes it even more interesting. Cap Doc. Uh, yeah, I think that there were a couple moments in this where I was like on the edge of my seat and I was like, ah, damn, this is the magic that I've been missing in my life. Like the first one is when, uh, what Rainier, is that, am I saying that very wrong? Rhaenyra. Rhaenyra. Ah, Close. Uh, (laughs) lands with her dragon and breaks up the, like the little skirmish that it like kind of is about to happen or maybe isn't. And like totally shows that her plan works and that he tosses the egg at her. That moment I was like, oh, like she's going to be a cool leader. I'm very curious. Stepping out of line, but it's awesome. (laughs) Yeah. But like also keeping people from stepping out of line, like putting them back in order. And then later when the king is like, oh, like, oh, yeah, I'm going to choose this woman as my wife. And it's like, ah, this kid's an idiot. We got we got an idiot in the room. <laughs> yeah, but like, he's gonna die soon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, damn, that's like again. I'm here for this like politics and like the gossip behind it, and like then of course it cuts to um you know the dude with the white hair. Well, there's a lot of dudes Damon. like that, but no, um the seahorse, seahorse, yes, uh sitting there talking to someone, and I was like, he's talking, to, he's talking to Damon. Paula, he's he's gonna be talking to Damon. He's planning some shit. We might have a new king someday. I don't know. I don't know. And sure enough, it pans over, and I'm like, yeah. So I think what I'm trying to say is it's great so far, but I don't want eight seasons of this. Do it, do it like tight three or maybe tight four seasons. Get it all knocked out. You know what I mean? Well, they already they already said. Season two is happening, Kevin. So you got to oh, get yeah, no, on board uh, for season, at least two. No, no. I mean, but they have a plan with this, right? Like the, this series is done. Like hopefully they have a plan for uh, the seasons going forward. And I just hope they don't get lost in the in the momentum and they just make something epic. Tim, what did you think? Guys, it's back, baby. Like we said it last week, but it, it didn't truly hit me until we got the fucking intro. And we did. Oh, yeah. We fucking did. Last week we were talking about it. And I know I think it was Nick was saying that like, you know, he wants this to stand alone. And I, I didn't I didn't feel that in my heart. I was like, no, I, I miss it and I want it. And we fucking got it. And we fucking got it exactly how I would have wanted it, which is a brand new image, a brand new vision, super damn cool effects and stuff. But the same old song. I love the commitment to it because to me it shows that they're like, this is Game of Thrones. This is not just a spinoff. This is us continuing our marquee franchise. And this is must watch. This is not optional. And you see that level of care throughout the entire episode. And what I love about this episode in particular uh, is it took everything from episode one, all of the setup, and ran with it 
in in a perfect pace where we end somewhere that feels earned but also not dragged out i really like that one of my favorite things about game of thrones is the chess game that they play sometimes they play checkers right sometimes we see it in like more of season seven season eight it's got you know we're kind of moving through this a little too quickly i feel like this is kind of like speed chess where it's kind of the things we want but it's moving really fast it's moving really well a little queen's gambit action for you bless okay but what I've really appreciated about it is that it feels like the vibe of the early seasons of Game of Thrones in terms of focusing on a handful of characters, a lot of them, but a handful of characters in deeper ways than kind of just spreading it all over the place. But it has the look and production value of the later seasons. And they're throwing it in, obviously, with the dragons being just one thing. It took us so many seasons to even get them in the first one. But for them to have that standoff at Dragonstone with that bridge, with the dragon breaking the clouds coming up, and the two dragons, that epic shot we get, the straight-up fucking, like, Godzilla Kong shit, like... I was blown away, man. The visuals of this show were are so impressive. And again, it goes back to, it's not just cool CG stuff. It's like set design. It is real costumes. It is so much love and care put into the way that people look is supposed to back up who they are and who their family is. And it's just like, man, they have really built such a world that they have earned the ability to throw 10 million new names at us and we can still kind of be like all right i'm not sure i'll ever know that guy's name but you gave me seahorse so i know seahorse and that's him and i know his story and he i can tell you everything ships. going on but it's like i love that though it's like as complicated as the things can be they do a good job of making us understand how things relate to each other as much as we actually need to know while also simultaneously being incredibly deep and lore heavy for the people that can somehow keep up with all the names and, and all of that stuff. I am very, very impressed with this show so far. And I love the way I had a little bit of worry um, last episode where uh, and just a little bit, but I was like the original show was so great because we had these dueling families and the game of Thrones really was about uh, the multiple families kind of dealing with, the world of westeros if we're just dealing with the targaryens and those close to them is that going to be enough and i love that two episodes in we have a civil war like two episodes in we have defined factions we have right and wrong but not on one side or the other it's like it, each side kind of has a little bit of it going on there is like intrigue within each camp i fucking and i'm totally obsessed with this and amongst all of that sort of civil war stuff that there's you know, that they've been hinting to for quite a while for the last, you know, two hours or so. And they're going to push further and further into those areas. All the while, there's a greater looming threat of this crab guy who's feeding people to crabs. And that imagery is absolutely horrifying. And we get a glimpse of the dude and don't I don't know what the fuck's going on here. Like, it's some sort of serial killer level shit that mm. has me really terrified for exactly where the show is going to go and i'm worried for the people that are going to try to oppose this dude but i love that all of that stuff is just sort of you know we heard about in episode one he feeds people to crabs and he, he puts crabs down their mouth or whatever and that's kind of like a scary thing to just conceptualize and episode two we, we're getting this drip free this drip feed we're getting more and more hints at it and we finally get imagery near the end of the episode. And yes, I'm super excited for exactly what's happening 
back uh, in the home of the Targaryens and dealing with um, the... This is very, very confusing. Not Valyrian, but Valerion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very, very mm-hmm. confusing. Uh, <laughs> the politics happening there almost make you somewhat sick to your stomach and then thinking about... I mean, you you see it on the king right now, looking at this 12-year-old walking next to him, and him just thinking, like, fuck, this is awful. I don't like this. This is terrible. And you think that's gross, and then you see a fucking just dudes with half their bodies missing and crabs all over them. Like, I just love that they're introducing more and more elements that I think are going to become bigger and bigger things to worry about in the future, in the next several episodes. And hopefully it's an arc that kind of is able to withstand um, under its own weight and not necessarily have to have, um, I guess, other elements that they deal with. I just I hope that we get enough of this crab, dude, because I'm just so fascinated by what the hell they're introducing mm. here. See, I, I don't want too much more of this crab, dude. I hope that he plays. <laughs> well, I mean, it's just like I like I like all the characters that we've met. I don't think that we need to like have like this main villain this whole season like i'd love for them to just uh like because it because it like the preview makes it look like all right damon's gonna go in there maybe fight little man like hand to hand uh and then, little, man. <laughs> <laughs> little crab man uh no but uh fight like hand to hand and then uh eventually his dragon's gonna come in and clean up and it's like i i hope that that happens and builds kind of like what the seahorse is trying to build, which is like, we can make you look like a good and like fun, like not fun, but like um, helpful leader. Worthy. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. So, yeah. So I'm, I'm hopeful that it starts building that arc so that we start building these factions. Like, I really hey, like uh... Damon. Look, look what Damon did. He stopped this man and look how fucking scary this guy is. Like yeah. this guy's got a weird mask on. I just saw images <laughs> of him like, in full costume on IMDb that uh, I, I guess are just promotional shots from the show. Um, and this dude is just terrifying looking like very like weirdly. I don't know if it's like if it's a, a burn sort of victim thing or maybe he himself got bit by a bunch of crabs and now he wants to become the crab man. Is this a Bruce Wayne thing where he's scared of bats and now he's going to inflict that fear upon others? You don't think it looks See, like when I was uh... watching it. I was a little confused because of the similarities between the names Valerian and Valeron or whatever it is. Yeah, Valerian and, so and Valerion. When we first were seeing the crab guy before like we saw it was like the reveal at the end and we saw like kind of he was a little fucked up. I thought it was the grayscale stuff that um is it the, not? I, I, yeah, that's Oh, is it? So maybe I, yeah, that's the thing cuz cuz like that remember there was that whole plot in the the first show where from it, Valerion went Valerian, Valeria, Valeria. When people this would go didn't there, look like scales growing though. Uh, wait, I, so there is on IMDb, there's a screenshot of that last scene with like, I think less effects on. Do you guys want to see that? Yeah. Okay. Hold on. Is it just the image of the dude in the costume? Um, cause I don't no, think I, that's I, from the last shot. No, I think no, it's I, from a future episode. No, I think it's, it's this, it looks like it's the shot where he's looking up. You can just see his mask way more clearly in this. Yeah. And at first I could, I didn't know it was a mask or not. Like oh. until oh. I ended up. Yeah. Me neither. Yeah, until until we saw a later oh, the, glimpse of it, and in the key ranking. Thing. Sorry, 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 sorry. Yeah, this is not from the show. This oh, is no, no, this is not no. from last night. We didn't get okay. a, a close okay. enough glimpse of that last night. <clears throat> Never mind. Um, okay, interesting. 
So either way, terrifying looking. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the, the, the scene that Kevin was talking about with the, uh, the pan around of, um, having seahorse guy talk to somebody, I love it because they did the whole like slow reveal thing. And I feel like in, in shows recently, it's like, all right, who's what fan service legacy characters returning here? Like, who could it be? But I love that this show is like, no, it's like, it's a character that is from this show that we know that makes absolute sense to get this type of reveal and to be here in this moment treated this way. Right. And the conversation <coughs> that they had back and forth there, I thought was really interesting uh, in terms of what Andy's saying of the crab guy potentially being a bigger plot element throughout the season where they're talking about the driftwood throne. And I love the idea that there is this, this other throne and there is this other kingdom that we haven't even heard of, and we've heard of so many already. And one of my favorite things of Game of Thrones is how it introduced us to the families and to the, the game at hand. And then it was like, oh, there's also magic. And then there's also giants. And then there's also this. And like every couple seasons, they'd introduce this like new element that felt so different than the rest of the things in the world. But then eventually, well, like, oh, yeah, that absolutely adds into everything. And they weaved it all together well. And I like that everything they're talking about so far with this crab guy, it's like, oh, I buy that this is part of the Westeros that we know. And I'm really interested in it. Thank you for this, Andy. Thank uh, you. Yeah, it is backwards. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, there you go. No yeah. So, yeah. So the, the black dude with the dreads is Corliss Valerian. And Valerian is what we know of, like the Valerian steel and that sort of... Uh, mm. Old Valeria. Old Valeria. Yeah. 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 Man, it looks really weird spelled backwards. <laughs> yes, it does. Yes, <laughs> it does. Uh, um, before we continue on, let me tell you about our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by ExpressVPN. Using the internet without ExpressVPN is like checking in your baggage at the airport without a lock. You don't know who's looking through all your stuff, finding all of your Nintendo Switches, your PlayStation Vitas, or all the other things that you're hiding in there. When you go online without a VPN, internet service providers, ISPs, can see every single website you visit. They can legally sell this information without your consent. Nobody wants that. That sounds like a bad time for everybody. You can browse more anonymous it's easy to use and it works on all devices. I love ExpressVPN. It is super simple to use. I feel safe across all of my devices, knowing that whether I'm on my desktop or my mobile phone, people aren't getting in there. I'm safe on the internet and what I look at, what I browse, that's mine. That's for me to know. Secure your online activity by visiting expressvpn.com slash kind of funny today. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N.com slash kind of funny. And you can get an extra three months free. Expressvpn.com slash kind of funny next up shout out to chime like a cool breeze chime is a refreshing way to handle your money there's no monthly fees no maintenance fees and no minimum balance fees so it's how banking should be done and when you need access to your money you can do so fee free at more than 60,000 in network atms at many locations like most walgreens or 7-elevens you can also send money to anyone even if they aren't on chime fee free for you and no cash out fees for them chime no monthly fees no vibe killing fees sign up for a chime checking account it only takes two minutes and it doesn't affect your credit score you can get started at chime.com slash kf games that's chime.com slash kf games chime is a financial technology company not a bank banking services provided by a debit card issued by the Bancorp bank or stride bank na members fdic out of network atm withdrawal fees apply except at money pass atm in a 7-eleven location and at all owl point or visa plus alliance ATM. Other fees such as third-party and cash deposit fees may apply. Chime.com slash KF Games. 
Go for it, Andy. Now, the thing that I'm still kind of um, that the thing I'm concerned about mostly right now is how do we keep these threads going without them kind of losing steam? And do we have enough characters at play right now? Uh, because I did I did feel like in Game of Thrones, one thing that kind of got you really hooked initially and, and really interested in all of the back and forths and all these relationships is that they had what felt like six or seven different sides kind of vying for their own, you know, path to to the top. And that doesn't necessarily mean that they want the Iron Throne, but sometimes it just means that we want to make a bigger name for ourselves. But right now we're dealing with Viserys Targaryen, who's the king. And we know that he made a decision that doesn't really necessarily seem to be the most popular. And it doesn't seem like this is going to be the... Like, Viserys essentially took, like, less money to go with the team he wanted to play for, <laughs> as opposed to, to, like, taking the big contract from the Dodgers or whatever. And he decided, like, I'm going to do what's in my best interest. Uh, I'm going to make Alicent my queen. I'm going to marry Alicent. I mean, and yeah. we know that Corliss Valerion that you're seeing right here on the screen, Corliss Valerion, that fucks up his whole plan. And right now, like when I talk about the different sides, it's like to me, I see Viserys, I see Corliss's side, Valerion, and I think maybe the other side is Damon's side. And everybody else are just sort of little elements well, on there's also the lizard each of those side. sides. The what? The lizard. Rizifon. The hand. Oh, oh the Otto. lizard. <laughs> I was like, is that his yeah. uh, Game of Thrones nickname? Like the hound, <laughs> the mountain, the lizard? God, and I also was really confused on why you were calling him the lizard. Yeah, I mean, he, he's on a side that's winning right now, right? Like he, he's now, like his heirs will be probably kings. So yeah, it sounds like three fa factions that we're, we're going to be talking about, right? Because there's Otto and... Now, right now, he has the king on his team because Allison is getting married. Even though we heard the king say, uh, uh, Ray, Rayon, Rhaenyra, thank you, Rhaenyra will still be king or queen if she, uh, like if he has a, has a kid, right? Uh, which I, I doubt. And then the other side is Damon felt like he should be the rightful king, right? So there's, there's these three pillars that we have built out, and it seems like, yeah, after uh, Corliss was denied the, that marriage with the 12-year-old, uh, he maybe is now moving over to Damon. Maybe he'll marry a 12-year-old. We'll see. And are we concerned at all about the queen who never was or the queen Such who never queen. will be or whatever. I mean, she, yeah, like she's married to Cor Corliss, right? Yeah. So because of that, like she's, it seems like she's given up on like being queen, but wants her descendants to be like, continue having the Royal line. And that's why I think that the, that like, she's going to side with Damon, right? Yeah, totally. Yeah. I think that initial. I think the Damon squad is about so, to, to keep growing up. My, Go for my that, question. Diego. Well, I was just gonna say, like, I I love that in that conversation between her and Rhaenyra, and just like, hey, all these different sides are are vying for for the throne and vying for their own self interests. Mm -hmm. But like at the end of the day, we're having to deal with this patriarchy that 
no matter what we do, like, I, I love that line where Rhaenyra is like, well, when I'm queen, I will, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll rules, blow yeah. all this shit up and we'll start sort of a Break new structure. And, yeah. and I just love that you're seeing an older version of herself. Like, she's just looking at an older version of herself, uh, Rhaenyra is, and seeing, like, no, this person's kind of, like, here to keep you in check and make you realize, like, no, things are going to stay the same for a long time, and you're going to constantly be beat down no matter what because you're a woman in this world, and you are thought you're lesser than all of the males. You're lesser than all of these strong father figures that are going to keep on doing this, keep with the status quo, you know? I do think that, like... uh the the aunt is meant to be like oh this is what it looks like to like fail and just not be given everything where Rhaenyra like she like we already see she's going out and making things happen she's like this is a good plan of action we should take the dragons over there as a show of force and tell Damon like give us back the egg and stop being an idiot and he's like no no we can't do that go go pick a, a knight and then she goes and does it, and it works. So I think that, like, she has more, like, sense of, like, I need to make things happen. Yeah. And what's interesting, too, is uh, from the trailers, we know that there's a time jump. And we also know that he got the stab from that, that, that there was that wound that he had. Yeah, so I wonder if, like, <laughs> if he's going to die at some point uh-huh. and, like, him, like, die from not being killed, but die just from stupid ass reasons yeah. like almost like a baratheon type thing they said rot um, yeah yeah and it i wonder if that's gonna be the the kind of plot of you know him telling renera like even if i have a kid like you're still gonna be uh queen but then it's like well if he's dead that word means nothing anyways and so then uh, i wonder th- if that's I mean, gonna turn into the turmoil that's not that not that's not necessarily true like a, a king does get to choose a successor like that's how he became king right the old his grandfather had no living heirs and chose between the the aunt and him uh so like if he like right now she is in line to be king so if he has kids and then it dies without switching the succession i'm pretty sure she is still next in line to to, to be the king um, there's just uh, yeah. Again, we're only in episode two. But I know it's yeah. fine. It's, it's good. <laughs> but, yeah, but just but just the amount of of intrigue there is where you don't. There's certain sections of these relationships that you can easily forget about because we've seen these conversations that Corliss has, and like him and and his wife kind of courting him and being like, "Hey." What about our daughter? You know, like we'll keep that Valyria, uh, that blood strong, whatever, pure Valyrian blood, you know. And then we see the decisions finally made and he selects Alicent. And you're like, damn, Corliss ain't going to be happy about that. And then you remember that Rhaenyra and Alicent seem to somewhat have like a little bit of relationship happening there, right? Like, I I feel like there was a tiny bit of, of romance there in the beginning of that, uh, of those Absolutely. episodes. Yeah, 100%. And and that's like an element that I can easily forget about because I am so focused on the bigger relationships with Corliss and and because that sort of felt like the big anchor for this episode. And then the camera turns to Rainier and you're like, oh, my God, she's going to be pissed about this, too. Like, holy shit, we just saw a relationship. We just saw a, a conversation, rather, between Viserys and his daughter Rhaenyra and them kind of 
being like, all right, let's talk about this. We need to kind of come clean. And, you know, we haven't had the best relationship. We've had some issues. Mm. I We understand that mom died and we haven't talked about married. it a whole lot. And yeah, yeah we're going to have to redo this. And she's like, you know what? I understand, father. I understand that's the way things have to be. And you think that everything's all bright and chippy. And then fucking Viserys has to like say that he's going to make this girl his queen. Like, holy shit, dude. It's just adding another. I it, I don't know. I think it's just part of like the uh, that gossip, the cheese which is like what Mexicans call it. Mm. I just it's all the cheese man. I just love sort of all the little bullshit happening behind the scenes. Dude, it's it's so good. That scene between her and her dad, I thought, was really powerful and really good for both of their characters where it they're fleshed out and it's like they don't only do good or bad things. There is always kind of like a middle ground and you can see with Viserys, the intent is right, right? Like he's not trying to do weird shit or be a bad guy. I also like that it doesn't seem like he is like in love with this girl, right? Which I think could, was uh, a potential thread that they would go down and maybe it starts to to go that way eventually and i don't necessarily even think that that would be the worst thing if he falls in love with her legitimately because Wait, you they talking about hang out yeah oh i i really think that the, like he is in love with her i think that's why he's choosing her like strategically I, I, it doesn't make any sense for him to choose allison to get married to i think I this think, is a like he grew on she grew on him because they've been hanging out for Six months, maybe Six months. even yeah, maybe even longer because like we don't know how long this episode, you know, takes place. How much time? Well, I, I get I'll... the vibe that it's building, but it's not quite there yet. But like the building blocks are there, and yeah, she is his confidant. Uh-huh. Like she is there with him, talking to him, and like she he enjoys the talks and all that stuff. And I think that that started as him seeing her as his daughter's friend, and like now it's obviously it's it's turning into something more. But I feel like that. It, I feel like him making this choice started as him thinking it's the right choice for his daughter. But I don't, I, I don't, I don't, I don't see that. Yeah. We got to like, cancel him, dude. Yeah. She's too young. We got to cancel him. Oh, I mean, <laughs> it's so fucked up. Just, um, like, I, I had all this kind of spoiled for me, by the way, because it was a TikTok that somebody used the auto or the audio of, um, from Rick and Morty where she's like, look at your dad. Look at oh, him collecting yeah. those things. Like your yeah, dad, the you know, bees. I want to yeah. fuck your dad, right? <laughs> like, yeah. And like somebody like said that this was uh Viserys and Allison. I was like, God damn it, I had that spoiled for me. Um, but yeah, I do think that he looks at her as kind of like it turned I think it's turning from the best of this bad situation to you seem like the most sensible choice. Even though, like, I, I don't know. I don't think this character even looks I, at the I mean, age as an issue. I don't, yeah. like... I mean, they, they definitely didn't back then. Like, yeah. you know, they would want to take a younger wife so that, like, they could have a bunch of attempts at kids, right? Oh, my gosh. It's, I'm just having, like, flashbacks to that moment of him walking down the garden with um, Corliss's daughter. Oh, yeah. And, like, when that they cut to her visual. and, like, how young she looks, I just, like... Just had that visceral, like, oh, God, dude, he does not want to be here. This sucks so bad. Dude, and it was like, what? Oh, so your dad told you to say that. What did your mom tell you? And she's like, that you won't bed uh, me until I'm, like, 14. And it's like, oh, dear God. Just two years. Just two yeah. years from where she's at. Okay, yeah. This is, like, such a, a random tangent. But that scene of them walking in that garden where he, where she, the white hair next mm-hmm. to him, so small. Did it remind you of Code Geass? The later season, yeah, where yeah, yeah, that definitely. V guy walking with it. I was like, this looks exactly like it. So funny, uh, yeah, hundred percent. 
Uh, but going back to what I was saying about the uh, Al- Alicent and the relationship between the dad and uh, Rhaenerys, like the the buildup between Rhaenerys and her dad and that conversation they had leading directly into her him choosing Alicent as his wife, that being kind of the end of Rhaenyra. the episode. Rhaenyra? What? Rhaenyra, Rhaenyra the daughter, right? Yes. What'd I say? Rhaenerys. Oh. Uh, so... Going back to um, the conversation that Renera and uh, Allison were having uh, with the candles around them, mm-hmm. like that whole scene to me was like so tense and good because it's like you see Allison is starting to play the game. Like she's mm-hmm. not innocent anymore. Mm-hmm. Like she she is in it and she's starting to play her friend. And I was like, damn, this is that Game of Thrones shit, baby. Yeah. I love it. Now, now did we have any sequences between Alicent and Otto that in this episode, like, I don't recall, I recall there, in episode there was, one, there that was conversation a, that they had. There was a scene where he was like, go and hang out with him tonight. And she's right, like, I'll, I'll do what my dad wants. Oh, man. Yeah. This show, dude. It's <laughs> like, good. It's they, they, good. They got they, it. They just... They think of all sorts of different ways to kind of, again, I think the best thing about Game of Thrones is everybody's a bad guy until they're not. And sure, they can still remain villains, but getting time with them, suddenly you start to empathize a bit more with them, even though you know that they're still they still may be the villain. And I think that that I think that's just a testament of good character building like that. That's what we fell in love with and that's what I fell in love with in, in game of Thrones and to kind of continue that. Now, the one thing I am worried about is whatever this time jumps going to be. I don't, I'm, I'm curious about it. I don't know if I love it uh, without seeing it yet. Like I think if mm. um, I, I think, I guess we have to see it and see exactly what it does to these characters and what the purpose of it is for, but I am kind of worried about it and how it may I, I just don't know what to think of it yet, you know? I know that I, it's coming. I see the casting. I see what these characters look like in the future, and I don't know if it's something that I'm super into, of seeing them, like, dealing with the future and how quickly do we get rid of... Or how quickly are we running by these earlier issues? Like, does it seem like these earlier encounters uh, with certain political enemies or whatever does it seem like those might fade away now we're dealing with new issues in the future are those going to be long-standing issues like i don't know i'm just kind of at that point where it feels like all of this may just be the smaller drama and we may be getting into some bigger stuff in the future Mm. i i think that's uh really interesting i feel like the end of the first episode i i we watched that little directoral uh talk yeah. And uh, they were talking about it like it was going to be happening way more frequently. But it's starting to feel like there is going to be one big jump at some point. That, and I, I, I don't think we're going to go back ever. And it, that makes me curious for like further seasons of like, are we just going to jump to them being older and then just stay there forever? Now, go ahead. I don't know how accurate IMDb is, but it looks like. It's not the younger and older versions of them are are on for 
a lot of episodes. I think that they mean, just yeah. default as ten, like all the okay. full season, because yeah. they don't know <clears throat> until afterwards. Well, because one of the well, one of the characters is not defaulted as ten. That's the only reason why I'm saying that. Like, it could, well, maybe is that a dead character? So no, one of the characters is is older Allison, saying that she's only on for eight. Interesting, and we do know. I mean, it seems like it's going to start in the next episode from the little teaser. Um, I yeah. So I just don't know if I like the initial thought of it. Like, what are you all thinking could be? Like, what do you all think the the purpose of it is for? And do you think it's a good idea or not? Because I do feel like maybe I'm going to get a little less interested in what's happening right now. Because it doesn't seem like maybe it doesn't service a bigger part of the story. I mean, without knowing much, I imagine that the ten, like, and this is totally a guess. I imagine the time jump is like, hey, from the trailer, it looks like um, Allison is pregnant, and maybe do we have like the death of of her father or something, where it's like suddenly her role becomes more pivotal and important. Yeah, I, I imagine. I, I don't know much. Like, legitimately, most of what I'm basing this off is the little teaser we got last night, and then I, the one shot in the first trailer where we saw Olivia Cook, who's the girl from uh, Ready Player One and Thoroughbreds, who is the older Allison, where she's running with the dagger from the original series that killed the Night King. Well, that's her dad. Um, yeah, exactly. Which yeah. we even saw last episode, yeah, right? And um, she uh, doesn't look much older than Allison, not too much. So I imagine the time jump's not going to be like. 10 years or something i think it might just be like two or three or something like that and uh i think that that potentially like that could kind of help things where we don't need to see a lot of the goings on the next couple years because they are just kind of like building up because we see dragonstone right and like we see where dragonstone's at and it's super cool to see it compared to how it was in the last couple seasons though we're so beaten down and shitty and here it's like kind of dope and like like filled out a lot more that massive long shot tim where they're just like little tiny specks walking oh what a what a good it was great and i i kind of feel like they might use the time jump to get through a lot of the stuff that we don't need to see the seahorse building an army we don't need to see all this stuff it's kind of like we get it they're they're gonna do that stuff and now it's more like let's get to the political intrigue of the factions and how they're actually going to play against each other um as opposed to just a lot more of this like damon's just off here building something and they all know he is you know uh but we'll we'll see i i have faith i have faith so far that they're gonna give us uh stuff something that's worthwhile one more thing to throw in uh shout out to sonoya mizuno who plays mizaria Mm. Uh, sonoya mizuno um is from uh she's from the oh gosh a movie with oscar isaac with the robot uh ex machina uh-huh. And she's also in, in Devs, which is was one of my favorite TV shows that came out in 2020, the start of the pandemic. Watch Devs on Hulu. She's fantastic in it. But all of that little back and forth that happened on Dragonstone between her and Damon, I think is so damn interesting because um, not only from a lore perspective, like I think we heard a bit of that in Game of Thrones when they talked about putting the egg next to the baby oh, and yeah. like that creates this bond. That's such like, a cool concept to me. Yeah. But the idea all that... Right. The idea that people think that she's pregnant already, right? And that well, he lied. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and exactly. Like, like the fact that she's throwing all that shit out there, or he's throwing all that shit out there, and he gets back to her, and she's like, "Why are you saying all this shit?" And don't you think that, like, yeah, when they come for you, when they come to burn all this place down, they're not going to kill you. But what about like the whore wife? 
what are they going to do to me? I don't know. That's just another element they're throwing out there is like something to keep your eye on, something to worry about in the future. And I love it because, you know, we have the knowledge of the last eight seasons of this show. And it's like, we know the way that whores are treated. We know the way that whores can rise to power and kind of become uh, like have power enough to manipulate situations to cause real fucking damage. Like remember the whole Tyrion situation with his dad and all that, like that got messy. Right. Mm -hmm. And so when you look at uh, this, he's an understated uh, way to put it. Totally. Totally. (laughs) Uh, But I love it. I love that they're immediately jumping into it where we get this girl that in episode one is, is she's a whore in the brothel. And then episode two, she's coming in with the dopest outfit I've seen on the show yet with this damn dress with the cutout shoulders. I'm like, fuck yeah, dude. You look awesome. And it's like, I love that the the show can, like, it plays with the power scales in a really interesting way. And I was saying this earlier, but like the costume design backs up where the characters are supposed to be so well. And you have this understanding of their power. And like, you see Damon with this fucking ridiculous ass dragon armor and shit. And it's just like, yeah, you get who, who this guy is. You get the vibe. Um, and that conversation that he has with her, then it's just, I love that no matter how badass he looks, I feel like she's kind of, she just wearing the costume has more power having the confidence to talk to him and be like you're fucking lying and i'm the one that's going to get hurt from this it's like i love that i love that like we're thrown into that type of uh upgrade so quickly for a character that could have just been totally a write-off mm-hmm. that's yeah it's really interesting because i like i i have two critiques of this episode and one of them was mysteria just the the way she like r- like did her lines felt very like to me felt very like forceful and like sh- like there was parts of the speech that were very like robotic and kind of just getting them out there were parts that were good but it was uh, like hard to disconnect um the those moments of acting and then the other one is when we see that dragonstone as this cool enormous like that jaunt like that that long long road leading to it where it's like oh we've seen dragonstone before and, like, they never showed off this. It's just, you know, this is what happens when you're doing a prequel. And I like that the, we saw the castle because we've never seen it from a distance. Like, we've we've seen that inside shot many times. Um, and and it's cool to see it, like, a little prettier and more maintained. But, yeah, that long shot where it's like, all right, we get it. it this island's, like, a, a bigger deal than it was, you know? Yeah. But, Yeah. I, I get the vibe, and I don't know any of the lore of this shit, but I get the vibe that it gets destroyed over time, and that, uh, that's why it's not there in the future. I, I felt no, I get I, the vibe that that it gets like it's not maintained for a while. Like not that it necessarily gets destroyed, but it's like they, it's just not kept after for a long I mean, time, and that's that, why it kind of just ruins. That's not the case because eventually, well, like people will take care of it going down because this is the Targaryens' like first home in Westeros, and then when um. What's his face? The usurper takes the the Baratheons take over. Uh, Dragonstone is given to uh, not Renly, his old his oldest brother. Who? Oh gosh, I forget all these names. Yeah, There's no way. Stannis. Stannis. Thank you. Wow! Uh, holy shit! Yeah, that's nicely good. done. Yeah, <laughs> this guy's got Stannis. COVID. Yeah. <laughs> so you have to imagine, like, like, he, like he's still maintaining it. It just. We're seeing like I guess another side of it that we had never seen because we've seen people land in the in the, like the beach, which we kind of saw it look like a similar beach, and then be in the house, but we just never saw the 
like 15 mile long road and like the clouds the, leading up to the it. long bridge we, we saw the bridge Daenerys we, and john on the bridge we, we saw them walking down like a cliffside which might have been like to the end of that that i don't i don't remember a bridge 100 percent. i i, I remember i definitely remember a bridge Florida. and it's but it wasn't that long in, right <laughs> especially in this sequence when we get when we were kind of introduced to it tim i'm like Hell yeah! Put as much fog as you can because, like, we don't got the yep. budget to make this look real good. <laughs> so, like, let's just cover a shitload of it in fog right now. <laughs> I like the way it looked. I, I, don't I know, thought it looked really cool. Yeah, I thought it, they put the fog just so the fucking dragon could fly through it. Yeah, They're oh, like, the budget is. Moment. We have the budget to go fucking have a cool swoopy dragon. Let's go. Uh, I loved the the line with the with the, what's his name Damon and um, seahorse guy. Uh, at the end, when he says, "I will speak of my brother as I wish," you will not love I'm that. Like, yeah, fuck, fuck that yeah dude, yeah. that's so yeah. sick, man. Yeah. And as I was watching this episode, I was like thinking about how much I fucking love Game of Thrones, how much they're nailing it, and like it kept reminding me of like a lot of the good memories, especially because we see so many locations that we know, like the the amount of just times we're like, "Oh fuck, I think that's the place from this, or that's the place from that," and it's just like it's satisfying, right? Mm -hmm. uh, but it just reminded me, like, God. Joffy was a little fuck. You know what I mean? Like, Joffy was, like, such a good bad guy. And I just love that, like, so far, the show doesn't have a Joffrey, but I don't think it really needs one because we kind of have enough, like, interesting things going on. But I was thinking about Tyrion, where I was like, God, Tyrion was such an X factor to that original show. And, like, you know, there was that cast of uh, the, the Master of Whispers and all that, where it's like, yeah. I wonder if this show is going to get there. And I'm not mad at it for not being here in episode two. That's okay. Uh, but I do wonder if we're going to get kind of a supporting cast that kind of, adds uh different dimensions to this that aren't just the political side but are also kind of like lines like the i'll speak of my brother as i wish which is there's a little bit more flavor to it than the kind of just back and forth yeah because i i do think that i do think that Tyrion and um uh the the bird who has birds and master whispers yeah varus there you go i think Tyrion and varus were kind of their own, a, a faction unto their own, and that is an element that I am missing um, because it wasn't always just good and bad. There was definitely some moments of humor, and it, it always felt like the writing was so good and humorous at the same time, and they found a way to kind of be playful with it. And that is an element that I'm missing uh, so far because right now we're getting what we think is good and what we think is bad and what we think is like maybe in a bit of a gray area, but which side are they leaning towards and for what reason? But I'm still waiting for um, not comic relief, but maybe the side that is just kind of watching fun. all this, like the audiences, you know? Hmm. Yeah. The big thing I'm curious about is like, I, I feel like at like when it was revealed, in Game of Thrones that Littlefinger had basically put everything in motion. To me, like, that was a huge moment. And it kind of has primed me for uh, <laughs> for things of, like, it, it's gotten my mind in that place where I'm like, all right. Who's behind this? <laughs> exactly. Like, who's behind this? Because, like, what? The, the queen well, I dies. I thought it was Otto. Based on episode one, I was like, Otto's going to be the Littlefinger I, here. I, I also think it's Otto. Uh, but, like, do you guys think that, like, somebody like killed the queen well my thing is so far it is auto right like i feel like they're not even trying to hide that like they they're, they're telling the camera it, it's auto auto's playing the situation with his daughter and all of that but, stuff. That's, all that, but that's what i'm saying like do we think that auto 
like not just playing the situation, also like plan and made moves to make things happen. Like, cause so like, that's interesting. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's very interesting, Cap, because who was it that declared that the child was in breach? Uh, I think that was the maester. It was the maester. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that is but interesting. Collusion. That, like, if exactly, yeah, you know? and like, I, like. <laughs> That would they, they, you're bringing up an interesting point, Kev. Of like thinking, how do we play the game while it tries to play us? You know, because <laughs> well, Otto I, has also been the one that's keep pushing Damon away, and we had that moment where um, Viserys is like, "Bro, you told me he's not good for this role, so we put him in this role. You told me he wasn't good. You know what I mean? So like, he keeps trying to discredit him to like keep him from being the heir, and like it was." him right that was like maybe we should make your daughter the heir i don't know well i don't i also just think i also just think that he's never really liked damon to begin with and i think i think it'd be one thing if damon truly was like a good and decent person and all of these things were happening around Otto, and Otto was making all these suggestions and all of what they showed of damon so far was like him to be a good guy and make right decisions because i think it'd be a bit more obvious then but I think that when the I think when the showrunners have Damon gather the gold close together and fuck the whole city up and like all these criminals and we're going to clean house, but really like in a kind of really evil and vile and corrupt sort of way. I don't think that uh, I think it gives him it gives the audience an understanding that like, oh, Otto's doing this for a reason, because it Damon is clearly like an unhinged not super balanced character. Um, I think if they made it a bit more obvious that Damon was a better person, then maybe I'd be thinking, ooh, maybe Otto's kind of just playing this. And you're right. You know, it is kind of messed up that Otto doesn't want Damon working anywhere because he's such a good guy. Why wouldn't he? But he's not such a good guy. (laughs) Like, I think we've seen reason to not trust him so far. Mm. I mean, is there a chance that it is one of those things that's so fucking obvious that, it couldn't actually be that Damon is behind it all. Did Damon, is he the one colluding with the maester or something and killing I mean, the wife I, and all yeah, that? I don't, I don't like, I get the feeling that Damon's like, Hey man, God wants me to be King. That's why he can't have any, any heirs. You know what I mean? He kind of just believes that like things are going the way they're supposed to be going. And now that people are stepping in and being like the seahorses being like, we got to make things happen. Um, I think there's going to be a change. So I don't think that, like, at the start of this, he would have been motivated to do that. You know? I, I think Otto is the easy one. Is there any chance? No. Because, yeah, like, Rhaenyra getting... Becoming the the princess. Heir. Yeah, the heir. Like, that's unexpected. So who pushed for that? Was that Otto or... I, well, I... I mean, I imagine that was just Viserys, right? Like, that was a dad decision. And now just everyone has to deal with it around it. Like, Uh, that's the, like, the X factor to it. But the one person we haven't talked about the entire episode that is clearly going to be a big deal in this show is the Dorn guy. Jonathan Dornbush. Oh, Cole. Dornbush, yeah. Yeah. Vincent Cole, right? Uh, Clifton or... Kristen. Kristen Kristen. Kristen. Yeah, Yeah, they thought his name was Crispin. So he was like... Maybe you remember the time I knocked you off your horse, bitch. Love like, that. Yeah. Fucking <laughs> love that. But he's clearly going to be a, a big factor in this in, in some way. I don't know whether he ends up being with Renera or 
just is like kind of a factor in in other ways but i did like that uh he was knighted by the dondarian which is the the dude with the um eye patch that would like barrack dondarian would bring himself the guy with oh, the, the dark yeah. magic that would like bring people back from the dead mm-hmm. or whatever his the, relative like, knighted the robin hood Christian. the robin hood club yeah the Robin Hood Club, <laughs> right? I mean, they, they, it was Robin Hood. You're yeah. right. You're right. <laughs> yeah. But what do you think? What's going to happen with him? Uh, I, I, I mean, I couldn't even say right now. Oh, I, 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 no, I, I do think he's a romantic interest, and I do think that he will sort of, um, you know, maybe we find out he is related to somebody closer after all. That that's why he was kind of. Uh, being pushed to be like i don't know i think it's so confusing because it there were so many other people that she could have chosen but she chose him and yeah it's because he has battle the experience yeah. or whatever but i it also just seemed like there was a little bit of flirtation between them at that tournament um i i couldn't even speculate right now as to why he's there and what role he's going to play but i do think that he will become somewhat of a, a romantic interest to rainiera yeah, I, I definitely think he'll become a romantic interest and like that's gonna be important. He's from Dorne, right? Yeah. Yeah. So uh like I think that it is possible that like we might find out that like oh he, you know a a marriage there would be very strategic. Like the remember Dorne is not part of this uh the the seven, seven kingdoms. kingdoms. Yeah. Until way later in in this timeline, so like I think that like uniting that house might be something that they're interested in. Although I guess we would know already. Um, yeah. But I like I do think that he's going to be a pivotal character. That's just going to be like her like second or her number one bodyguard essentially, and close by always. Um, so I do he's, think it's a character we're going to see a lot of. He's going to become like the the sexy old man. What was his name? Oh, wait, now you hit the <laughs> Jorah? Jorah, yeah. Mormon. Mormon. Yeah. yeah. Mormon. No, who was the other guy? The sexy guy that ended up like, getting a new actor. Oh, oh that was, uh, wasn't it Dondarian? Yeah, Dondarius, something like that. That's this fucking show, man. They I need know. To figure some Everyone's shit out. the same. Well, they got four names, Tim. But, but wait, really? What the yeah, hell? Yeah, Beric Dondarian. No, never mind. Beric Dondarian was a Robin Hood guy with the fucking oh. yeah. patch. Um, yeah. He's the guy oh my that gosh. Knighted, his family knighted Kristen. Dario Naharis. Dario Naharis. Dario, yes. Dario yes. Naharis. Yeah, he's Our the one boy. who was like, in season one, he was the bad guy from Daredevil 1, or uh, Deadpool 1, the movie. Yes. And Remember that guy, cast? Kevin? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. And then, and then he got, got recast into yeah. this other dude uh, with the dark what hair. Did, I didn't too, like as much. Too sexy, man. Yeah. Too sexy, baby. Well, let us know in the comments Love below it. which sexy man you preferred. Uh, and what you're thinking. What are your theories? How right or wrong do you think we are about all the various things that we said on this episode? Various, various, Viserius? Who the hell knows? Um, we'll be <laughs> I back do think that there's a lot of lore out there right now because, we, like, I know. Yeah, be careful. It fucking be careful. Sucks. Yeah. Stay out of that shit. Yeah. Don't do yeah. it. Don't do it. Uh, but, anyways, uh, we'll be back next week with more Game of Thrones. Hot D, and later this week, Andy Cortez will be hosting Lord of the Rings, Rings of Power with Elise Willems and Lucy James. That is extremely exciting. Somewhere sandwiched in between there, we're doing a little She-Hulk. So check that out, She-Hulk episode three. But until next week, I love you all. Goodbye.